anything but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. Obviously, this is a Star Wars episode where we're going to talk about Star Wars, and I mean Star Wars number 28. In particular, I'm here with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And yeah, we end up having a Luke-centric story here. We've been begging for it, but sometimes you get what you wish for, and it (laughs) might not be as good as you thought. Though, as that intro went, me and you have been talking a little bit about this issue, and we have some some issues with it. We end up kind of laughing about it. There's some goofy stuff that we thought. I look at the reviews, holy moly, people love this one, but that is not us. That I don't hate, but, you know, just to let everybody know. But I will have some issues with Luke, and Luke is my guy. I want to say right away, I am a Luke Skywalker fan through and through. He was always my favorite character from the minute he hit the screen. Han did not sway me like some people. (laughs) I, I do have a bit of a soft spot for maybe Chewbacca. And I hate C-3PO. There you go. There's my whole fandom, all in a (laughs) nutshell. Uh, But before we go into this issue, please go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where we have a bunch of specific podcasts. We have a ton of podcasts. We do have a classic Star Wars podcast that I have to record the second episode because I've read the issue. And it is, I believe, the Marvel Star Wars number eight. It's a fun issue. It's like a Guardians of the Galaxy with yeah. the deal. I said it's the Guardians of a Galaxy far, far away is what <laughs> I said it was when I ended up reading. It's really fun. So I'll have to do that maybe today or tomorrow. But that is something that I'm working on. But we're here to talk about Star Wars number 28. And there's a thing. I ended up reading this last night. And then I ended up taking a shower and had my Star Wars thinking time as I was doing that. And I was thinking of the whole concept of these books happening between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Now, again, I want to have a side note. I hate that I have to say Return of the Jedi because if I say Jedi, some people think Last yeah. Jedi. And that is, that's what Eric ended up saying was the worst thing Last Jedi did. I kind of disagree that there's there might be some other things, but there's we're some not other here problems. to get into that, too. But. <laughs> Here we go. We're between these two movies. Now, we already have Han, who's hanging there as a you know little art piece in Jabba's palace. So there's that. We haven't quite gotten to the point where, say, a Lando has gone off to work as one of the guards there that we end up yep. seeing. But we're getting very close. I mean, we even see, and this issue centers on that deal of a second Death Star already being built. And it looks like it's really getting there. You know, it never is actually completed. So you end up where we see that going on. How much time's left? And when you get to this point, some books like Afra, though we're not loving it right now, or the Bounty Hunters book, yeah. those can continue indefinitely. Afra mm-hmm. can keep going. When Return of the Jedi's happening, Afra would be doing her own thing. They'd probably have like, hey, did you hear what's going on here? What not? But Bounty Hunters, you can easily go. But the main Star Wars book and the Darth Vader book, they're gonna i don't think they're gonna follow into return of the jedi so at this point though i don't know maybe i'm waiting for them to set up something that might be able to or whatnot but we're almost to return of the jedi and so these stories darth vader the last one where he's on that planet helping his old buddies 
you know, there with Sabe and they're there with a sandstorm going on pod and a racing. giant pod race. Like that seems like you're stretching things already. <laughs> and so in this, while you have the big thing that they're going to find out about, about the second Death Star, seeing Luke going around in sewers and things like that, and actually Charles Sewell playing a game where he seems to want to have really cool stuff and stuff that would be, all right, we see Luke doing, he has that off panel and it just feels like, what are you doing and how long can this go on? Now, in the meantime, I told you that the whole idea of Crimson Dawn, there's the key. And now I realize completely, and I might be a dummy and people realize this before, but the idea that you have Crimson Dawn, that's your wild card so that you can do things that, oh my God, I, I wonder what will happen. Because seriously, if anybody thinks in this issue, Oh man, Luke going to Coruscant. I hope he makes it back. I mean, <laughs> if, if you're thinking that, boy, you can suspend your disbelief way more than me. Because when you're doing this, you're not worried about Luke. You're worried about, or not worried even. You're wanting to see, okay, how far along everything is in my mind. And that's the problem with putting him between movies. Everything is that, okay, when are we going to see this that he did in, in Return of the Jedi? When are we going to get to that point? And the big thing is, Luke still needs to train in our mind. He went off. What happened? He went off to go find the temples and to go, and then all of a sudden, boom, it ended. He's just they did that here. in one issue, I think. Yeah, and, and that's crazy. And so with that, what you're left with are little comments. Like in this issue, hey, Luke, you look good in black. It, <laughs> that's not exactly the thing I need to have set up. Like, oh, my God, like who was thinking when you end up having Luke go to Jabba's palace? I wonder why he dressed in black. I wonder why he looks like Johnny Cash here. I wonder why he didn't do this. I'm like, I don't know. It did seem like a weird choice, though, on a a sand planet. You know, it'll track the heat. What are you doing? But he wanted to look badass. That's all I thought. Right? And he did. And and again, what you wanted to have him do is have, because he's kind of fighting with the dark and the light and whatnot, you wanted to have him look a little darker and badass, and that's what you did. But really, to have somebody in this go, Hey, you looked in black and there's where Luke, I'm going to put that little nugget back in the back of my brain. So when I end up, you know, really needing to look good, I go in black. So just not play. Plus, you're also playing the idea of dressing up as stormtroopers. But you end up, there's weird stuff. But there's the prelude. We're going to get into this. It is the calculus of loss. And uh, I'm not good at math, so we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> Written by Charles Soar, by Andres Guinelay, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Now, I will also say, it seems like this book was delayed a bit. It seems like a while since we talked about it, but it said, Disillusion with the evils of the Empire, Lieutenant Melton and his wife, Bevelyn, serve as double agents of Crimson Dawn. Kira has activated these operatives, tasking them to expose the construction of a second Death Star to the Rebel Alliance. Now, that seems a little pushed. They ended up just doing what they thought they needed to do. It was one of those things that Kira sent out the signal to everybody. Hey, cause some crap. Yeah, she didn't specifically tell them to do that. It makes it seem like specifically. Now, again, maybe that's why they set them up there originally, but still. The couple and their children escaped the Death Star aboard an Imperial shuttle, but were immediately detected. Don't mention they killed somebody. The defectors attempted to make contact with the rebels, but their story was dismissed. Restricted it. And there it actually reminds me, and this is the thing. I'm going to interrupt constantly in this, but. It reminds me of those awful videos where you see where, uh, you know, a kid or anybody calls 911 and the, the 911 operator's like, whatever, I don't yeah, believe you. I think it's, it's a their, joke. 
they're the worst. They're the worst. Uh, restricted to pre-programmed coordinates, the family barely survived their crash landing on Coruscant before encountering the Imperial Capital's underworld and security forces. Fortunately, there is one member of the Rebel Alliance who believes they're a desperate transmission. So what you're going to do here is you're going to have Luke. I, I don't even like the setup. I, I'm telling you, I have I have a lot of problems with this issue. I don't like the setup that Luke hears a transmission and they almost play the idea, well, he is force sensitive. So he can tell from this recording that they mean legit stuff. No. And, and the idea later they get some stats. I'm more down with that. But they're talking about this. What do you think, Luke? Do you think this is real? Are you using the force? Do you have a connection? And I said to you what we're getting in this issue, too, are these, like, shout-outs and name drops because you end up having Luke says, hey, everything's connected to the Force. And then you have, you sound like Kanan. And all that is is just, you said, the Rebels deal and whatnot. That doesn't give you a good story, though. That's going to get people jazzed up. It's not me, but some people will like that, right? So you have that, but it's just a name drop. It's just that, oh, man, you sound like this person. You sound like that person. And so they keep going, and they're trying to figure out, is this legit? Should we go look? And I don't mind that Luke has a hunch. I don't mind that Luke says, well, this sounds different. This sounds more desperate. This sounds this. Because then they do look at the staff, and they say, well, in fact, the Imperials did send out you know, uh, an APB on the shuttle. They ended up coming. They ended up coming out of hyperspace at one point. And then, boom, went back again, and it seemed like they were in trouble, and then they end up on Coruscant, which right there seems like, well, in my mind, if you're thinking on the top of the deal that they are a dupe, and this is, I don't know that you go to Coruscant to figure that out, but Luke is pretty convinced. Luke says, you know, this is the deal. Now, in that, they say, okay, Luke, you're a little too important to just go to Coruscant. You are a wanted man. There's so many things out there. So what you should do is you hang back. And we'll send the Pathfinders. The Pathfinders will go there. They'll be able to get that. Luke says some weird stuff. First off, he's like, well, I can do things that they can't. Almost as if the Pathfinders have to follow some sort of law. With They're rebels. They're going to go and do just what Luke does. Now, Luke, in that, is hinting the idea he's a Jedi, right? He's a Jedi. Yeah, he's go. bragging a little bit about his powers, I think. But when we get to the point... One of his big things is lightsaber. He hands over. He says, I can't have this. I'd be in too much trouble. Well, you'd be in trouble doing any sort of like it, it doesn't jive. You just have to get Luke there. I'm telling you, at this point, I could even have the guy go, well, I'm not going to send or Luke say, listen, if you don't think that I'm right, don't send other people that you think will be harmed because of this. I'll go. I am convinced that this is right. I will go instead. This is the worst, and this gets me angry. Luke tries to mind control. He tries to do this to this officer. He ends up starting to give the whole subtle deal and says, listen, I can go, and I'm the one. And the guy starts repeating what Luke's saying and then kind of snaps out and goes, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Don't ever do that again. That's bullcrap. That Luke ended up doing that. That would be the idea of if you can read minds and you have, and you're just reading minds willy nilly just to find out secrets and to, you know, do that. You don't a major do trust issue. It's terrible. Yeah. I would, it, it was bad. But what yeah. Charles Sewell is doing 
is setting up that Luke can do this because he needs to do it later. The problem yep. I have is you set it up in a bullcrap way here that really got me angry at Luke and then didn't show the cool way that you can end up showing that he's getting as good as Obi-Wan. When and how, I don't know. Again, just in the progress of these books, for the longest time, old Luke couldn't even connect to the Force. He was so angry, and he was blaming Obi-Wan. He was blaming you. Oh, man. And then all of a sudden, he goes to one place, and boom, now he's like, we need training. We need to see more. But he ends up doing that. That's bullcrap. I mean, it's complete bullcrap. I mean, he could have said, hey, listen, I'm just practicing or anything. He doesn't say anything. No, I would say if I, it was me, I'd be like, oh, uh, I didn't realize. I'm real passionate about it because he says, I can do things the Pathfinders can't. Risks you'd never take aren't risks for me at all. And he goes, you can do things the Pathfinders can't risk. I'd be like, well, what's going on? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Also, everybody around there has to be like, what a jerk. Hera's looking at him like, are you what a, what a jerk? Yeah, really. And she's probably sitting there thinking to herself, how many things did he do this to me? Like, you could go back then and think. <laughs> Well, Luke did that. Was he doing that to me? Did I not realize? Yeah, why did I get coffee for him that time? Exactly. I, uh, I'm telling you, he's getting like, why did I go and do his laundry? Now <laughs> I realize. Oh, my God. I remember repeating what he said. I will do your laundry and make sure that I fold it well. And then went off to do it. And then he moves to the next guy like, hey, go and do my grocery shopping. And it's on you. I'll do your grocery shopping. It's on you. It looks <laughs> like this is the great. This is the best thing. I, I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> there's another thing that happens that I think Luke may uh went the wrong way. But you end up then down on Coruscant level 2685. And we see that as Melton and Bev and their kids, Reen and Zelly, they get out of the shuttle and they're going to run away. They have to get away. Everybody's converging on that shuttle. And so you end up having them. But Mel... He says, wait a second, I'm going to go back. I got to get some things. First off, I mean, just grab them. Just grab them and go. But he ends up going back and he says, don't worry about me. And that's always the last words. But he says, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. The security comes down then. And in that, he's there and he sees this. I thought he was trying to find some sort of guns or whatever, but I don't even think it, you know, the deal. But he's grabbing some, you know, med packs, things like that. So as he Mm -hmm. goes, he sees the security and he says, oh, my God, where is the damn scuttle trigger? I had no idea what he was talking about. I thought he wanted to have one of those, you know, guns come out the bottom. He starts shooting these guys. But he goes, oh, there it is and presses a button. And any time in these past, I didn't realize that he had set a self-destruct. It's, it's right out there in the open, too. There's no safeguards on I'm it. I'm telling anything. you, this is my biggest thing. You end up where if you accidentally like, oh, man, I'm going to put down the landing. Oh, no. It's You're just done. this red. It's a red button in the middle <laughs> of the deal. But that's the point uh, and the problem I think of this issue. Things that should be cool and things that would normally seem to cause some problems are solved immediately. You end up where this guy ends up pressing. Mel presses the button, and okay, that sets it up. But in that, I didn't know what was happening. Right? I didn't know that he had pressed the self destruct. If you just look, there would be a point where he's got to get the hell out of there. Like, he can't be delayed, and he comes out like it didn't feel like. Yeah, they should have had like a timer, like a. Yeah, like the a timer when countdown. it hits one on the yeah, next page. No, yeah, and it's enough. the next page. So you end up when he comes out, he's a complete dummy. 
because these <laughs> the security goes and and they come out and the, the, the security sets up an easy way out. They come in and say you're interfering with imperial property. Explain yourself. Now he has a backpack on. It looks like he's stolen some things, but he could say, "Oh man, sorry. You know times are tough. I got a family to feed. You know how it is down here." I just thought that this was easy pickings. I'm a scrapper. I'm a scavenger. Oh, my God. You know, woe is me, please. And they may actually, maybe they'll get mad and whatever. But I think that this is too big for them to worry about something. Now they might just blast them. But they might say, mm-hmm. hey, get the hell out of here, guy. Like, we, we got business here. You get out of here. And then he could just walk away. Instead, he yells, oh, yeah, I think that crash, I got hurt in the crash. Let me just sit down over here. He's just told them that he's the guy they're looking for. Yeah, they exactly. didn't say, hey, you, you're the guy, the fugitive. Get down on the ground, whatever. He says, this is Imperial property. Explain yourself, please. You were a spy undercover for Crimson Dawn for years, it seems. And he was, you know, second in command, like uh, an assistant to yeah. the main guy. This is a guy who can lie off his butt. And he goes. Oh, I got hurt in the crash. Let me sit down and then runs. I mean, you might as well play the Benny Hill music then. He's running away. And now they're just blasting him. But the <laughs> thing is, though, he he knows that these guys are dead. I mean, they blow up. But when they blow up, I'm like, oh, crap. Like eh. That's a big so, explosion. Oh, yeah. And he ends up, you know, getting hit. And then you see that his wife and kids who he told. Get out of here. They didn't Get, go anywhere. They, they were no, right there. They were right around the corner, and they come out. Daddy, Daddy, are you okay? Yes, I am. Let's get moving. And there you go. There's a big scene in this book that just didn't play out well. It just was a weird way to play out. So they have to be saved, though. They're stuck on Coruscant down in the sewers. Now, remind me, Matt. Coruscant yes. is a small place, right? Coruscant is like, you know, like a town. Like, oh, yeah, a tiny place. It's the most densely populated planet of all, and it's there. It's Everything's going on there. The whole thing is... So you end up Luke's There's plan, no dirt on the planet. It's all city. Not to mention the idea, because think of Earth. Think of Earth, right? Then think of Earth with 800 levels. Like, it's not even it's just... 2,500 it's, levels. It's, yeah, it's Earth times 2,500. Each level, <laughs> in my mind, is another round of, of stuff. Yes, another round, yeah. Now, so you have this going on. Luke decides he's going to dress up as an Imperial officer. That's where you <laughs> get that, you look good in black. Oh, really? Thank you. But he's going to go find them. He lands. Now, the only thing that you can say, which they seem to not really say fully, but you would maybe know where the crash was. But the way he plays it out, it doesn't seem that way. He says, I got to go and talk to some stormtroopers and ask where all the hot action is. Where is the hottest action going on here with people that are met? The planet's too big for and Not even that. Because, yeah, you have these things. It, there's no problems at all. Luke at the point when Luke goes from sitting there in the rebel fleet, and says, I think that we need to go and save these people to the point of getting to Coruscant, going down, talking to people, finding out how 10 minutes pass. Yeah, it happens in like three or four. You pages. end up That's having it. Mel and Bev. They're just running through the sewers. Not much is happening in the overall time frame. So Luke comes down. So here's the second. And I said to second of three things that I didn't like what Luke did. 
Luke ends up and now he's on Coruscant. He's dressed up as an Imperial officer and says, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to ask some stormtroopers. And he gives the like, wink, wink. I'm going to mind meld. I'm going to end up, you know, using my force deal to get them to tell me info. Okay, so he's going to go do that. But he says, I'm going to leave my lightsaber with one of the officers, these, you know, rebels there. He hands it to this girl and says, I'm going to give you my lightsaber. And she's like, what? What's going on? He's like, listen, if I get caught with that thing, I'm in big trouble. So you hold it. What? <laughs> He's giving her, like, the, the idea, if they get caught, they're in big trouble anyway. But if you get caught with a lightsaber, it's up now. And the idea that this poor girl would then get sent probably to Darth Vader and the Emperor, especially because they would figure out that it's Luke's, and then they torture her to get the Luke. This is bullcrap. And Luke just says, I don't want to be there to want to use it. I might end up wanting to rely on it. God, have some willpower here. Have You're a Jedi. At least you're, look, you're almost. Look like, at her like, face, how petrified she is. She doesn't even want to touch it. Oh. I mean, seriously, if I got it, I'm lighting that thing up and I'm slicing through stuff and, and like lunch <laughs> meat. I'm like, hey, give me that loaf of bread. And I'd be doing weird stuff with it. I'd kill myself. I'd end up <laughs> slicing that other guy, his arms off. Yep. I'm doing this. It's all over the place. I'm like I'm like Luke in New Hope. I'm going to look right down at it, but I'll light it up. It'll go right through my head. But yeah, he <laughs> ends up also just to point out that this is his lightsaber. He's just giving it to... Just leave it on the ship, Luke. What are we doing? Yeah, or don't bring it. I mean, if don't bring you it. think ahead and go, but it's such... I don't know why. I think the only reason that this happens in this is so that Charles Sewell has a reason to say that's why he's not going to use the lightsaber. You don't need to do that. You can have him say, hey, by the way, somebody, hey, remember what we were talking about on the way here? Don't light up the lightsaber because that will warn everybody. But when you're going to end up using the lightsaber in most cases, the jig is up. You're already like you're not going to end up doing that. Like I said, to slice bread. You're going to do that when all hell is broken loose and you don't have any other options. So don't give me this nonsense with this. So. It's just, I'm telling you, leaving, the, it's a death wish on he this girl. He could have put it in his pocket, his back pocket, yeah, his I'm jacket just have pocket. it where he usually has it. He has it strapped there underneath this coat. Yeah, Holy and the Jedis no. really aren't, aren't big on leaving. Their, they always have That's their lightsaber saying. with Why them. Why would he give that up to this girl kind of who thing. could just get captured? And I guess maybe it's supposed to show he trusts her. But then he goes, I'm going to go have a talk. And he's she like, doesn't even around. have a name. Who is this person? I don't know. The the problem is, is that he starts doing his thing and he's like, I'm going to go have a talk, giving us the wink, wink. I'm surprised that she ends up afterwards like, why did I agree to this? Did he just Jedi me? <laughs> I just ended up like he's just going around willy nilly. So he's going to go off and he says, uh, they say, again, there's no plan here. They're there on Coruscant. No and whatsoever. this one person goes, what are you going to do? Are you going to track down the defectors? Uh, there are a trillion people on this planet. Yeah. There are. And it's ridiculous. And Trillions. <laughs> yeah. So he says, oh, I thought I'd find myself some stormtroopers. Maybe have a word with them. <laughs> He's doing his little hand motion. I want them to be like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, do they know what he's the, like, what, what are you going to like, give him a background? What, what do you mean? You know, I'm going to talk to them. And they're just like, get out of here. I'm sick <laughs> of this Luke Skywalker. This guy's so uppity. 
Uh, and then the girl's probably like, I'm throwing this lightsaber off the bridge. Toss it right off the, I the, do the, not want to be involved with this. I don't want to be caught with this. This is bad stuff. But you end up where, and, and in the deal, I actually expected that we would have just a crazy wink, wink that Luke and this family, they end up running back to the shuttle. They have to get out of there. And we actually see this girl having to use the lightsaber. And Luke realizes, holy crap, she's a little, or sensitive maybe i'll look into that maybe we can get some something but no mm-hmm. because we go off almost everything that's big here happens off panel from here on out you go and everything is really and and charles Sewell's a good writer i do like him there's some things of his i really like but sometimes he writes things like this that it's so mechanical that you see an outline of okay i have to show these sewer monsters only because we'll use them later. I have to show Luke using the mind whammy on it because we're going to use it later. Like everything yeah. seems so convenient. And at the point, it seems so, like I said, robotic or mechanical. It just seems so generic the way you're setting this up. There's no surprises. There's nothing here that's a wow moment because it's just, oh, that's why you did that. It's very superficial. It ends up pulling me out. But you end up seeing... You know, sewer monsters. There's sewer monsters, and you end up having the mother kill one because it just jumps out. It's going to kill them. They're these, like, sewer demon things. They they actually have a name, and I, I don't even remember what it is. A corridor ghoul, which is pretty bad. So Ugh. a corridor ghoul comes out, and you end up where, first off, you got to get this little girl and start teaching her what is a good pet and what is Ooh, a bad puppy. pet. I, yeah, puppy. <laughs> She's running over. Oh, my goodness. It's like one of those the, things where uh, the, the gag in some movies where you'll have like a, a person who has glasses on, but they'll lose their glasses. And the next thing they're petting a rat. Nice kitty cat. Mr. And then Magoo you see it's like, ah, it's a deal. Happened in Ventures of Babysitting. So yeah. That's the one thing I remember. But yeah, she's petting a rat. You're petting a rat. Ah, she gets <laughs> so, oh, nice kitty. Now I'm thinking that somehow we're going to get that weird play that the quarter goal senses the goodness of the heart of the child and ends up protecting them. No, it does. And again, why does it die? Because you have to have some noise so that we have the confrontation because now the security hears the gun blast. Oh, they're over there. Yeah, it's everything is like that. So in the meantime, here's where we get the surprise. We get the surprise because, oh, my God, we're trapped. They have us both ways now. They've kind of gone, you know, flanked us. And now we're going to have to give up. Luke comes running down the corridor, leaping like I've never seen him leap before because you end up having Bev start shooting at him because he's dressed as an imperial officer. So he's there and like, hey, hey, and he goes, oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm on your side. I'm here to save you. It's, it's the playoff of him as the stormtrooper getting Leia. Does he grab her gun, too? Hey, he uses the force pull to get it. He yeah. actually pulls it out and they don't seem to understand what that was. They end up saying. Hey, why are you so fast? No, I'm like, how did you pull that out? Like, again, he's not going to use the lightsaber because that would cut. But he's force pulling things. The the jig is up. They they see it. So (laughs) why didn't you keep your lightsaber? You might need it. So he ends up there and he picks it up in the whole play. Oh, I'm just reflexes, whatnot. And uh, like, how did you find us? Because that's the thing. The big play here would have been. I don't want it to be even two issues, but show something. When you go up to have Luke going, I'm waving my hand around, talk to the stormtroopers, we didn't need the setup that he was mind controlling. You know, I say mind controlling, but he's using the Jedi mind trick of the 
you know, his fellow rebel. Let's see him do it to the stormtroopers. Let's see how he does that because we've seen him fail at it as well. I want to see how good he does it. I want to see what he gets. Yeah, they could have shown that half a page. And what yeah. wouldn't you rather have seen him do something like Obi Wan than actually do it to a fellow rebel for yes. no real reason? I mean, to quote, yeah, it, it just doesn't play. So he's there, and you know, it's Luke. He's a good guy. He goes up to the kids. Hey, kiddies. What's up? You, you, nice names you got. You're pretty cool. Get you out of here. All right. And then you end up having this security force. So what are they going to do? What's the plan? Well, the only thing that we've set up, and that's the other thing about it. What happens in this issue is everything is the only thing you've set up. You've set up corridor ghouls. So obviously, Luke has to sense the corridor ghouls up above in the tunnel and then ends up what seemingly is he's using the force to pull down the the ceiling to allow these ghouls to come in and then just eat these security force guys. Yep, they are getting exactly. eaten as all of them run. And I'm not I'm not saying that I'm gonna get the people die in the Star Wars universe. You have it all the time. They might not believe, but they end up dying. Right. <laughs> but yeah, in believe. my mind, we even said it like it, it goes a little. T- he's there. Is he controlling the ghouls? I don't think he is, but he senses them up there. But couldn't you have just had it where they're in a corridor? And I'm just saying, Charles Sewell writing this, he could have brought down the ceiling and the walls to trap the security people from that side, you know, to get them. Now, in the meantime, I still have a bit of an issue because at the point you really said, "Hey, we have these two ways," and then the one. What that they they get the one guys there still should be another set. It's very weird, but yeah, there's two sets coming at them and a third way to exit. Yeah, and and again, if you're gonna play things up, that kind of is a wink, wink in my mind of the the trash compactor deal. Okay, we can't go this way, that way. Let's go this other way. But this other way is just convenient, and that's where Luke comes running in. But in that, again, I think you could have just toppled down the walls and stuff like that, and that would have been okay. We trapped them. Let's go. Instead of them just being eaten, but then we go off. And then with that, we don't see them get back to the shuttle. We don't see if there was any problems there. I was expecting to go back and see those shuttle people being questioned. Maybe there's problems, whatnot. Nope, we're just right back to the rebel fleet. We don't even get the big play where you'd have at least give Mel and Bev the opportunity to tell their story. For them to say, hey, the reason we're here, another Death Star. and we were working on it. We can give you some things. No, it's just Luke and Mon Mothma. Hey, did you get that? They're building another Death Star. Oh, my goodness gracious. And the best, though, is the only thing that might save this besides Mon Mothma's draft neck is the <laughs> idea that. is the idea that she looks. And then in my mind, you should have cackling laughter here of they're building a second Death Star. Huh. Oh my god, they're building a second Death Star. We can do this. This is the one thing that we have <laughs> what are they idiots? <laughs> like this is what everybody thought. You know, everybody is watching you. You're playing that idea. Mon Mothma is a fan now going, Really? That's your plan? Build a second Death Star? Holy crap. <laughs> That's the best. Like this is easy. And it's not even built yet. We know where it is. Oh my goodness gracious. We're gonna win this war. Uh, but yeah, then it ends. But again, I know that, you know, some people <laughs> Be angry at the idea. Okay, you just have fun going through an issue. It's just when you're when you're talking about it and you're going through these things, it, there's just things in this issue that just are glaring 
at you about things of how I don't know that I like the way that Luke's being portrayed. He ends up being very willy-nilly with doing anything with the Force or putting a lot of people in danger. He ends up where, I mean, when you had things like in the Crimson Dawn and the whole War of the Bounty Hunters, when he said, hey, we need your help. Look, Leia's desperate. We need you to come here and help us. And he's like, nope, I'm going to fly around and have Darth Vader chase me. That's how I'll help. You're like, okay, he has a plan, whatever. But when he's handing his lightsaber over, when he's doing this, he's mind, Jedi mind tricking everybody. Like, really, what a, this can't be the first time he did it. We, we joke, but I'm telling you, the things that we said might have happened. The idea where Lucas, you know, there's going to be things where, oh man, I'm on. You know, mess hall duty, or I got to clean the toilets? Well, let me He's think not doing here. any of that. He's like, all of a sudden the hands come out. People <laughs> are probably going around like, the minute that you see that Skywalker, get those two fingers together and start like, get the hell out of there. But they probably have like earplugs. They're the Skywalker earplugs. Like, don't listen to this guy. This guy makes you do all this stuff and it's nonsense. And even then when, again, you have another thing where I think Charles Sewell's doing too much here to make it so that People aren't questioning him because at one point, hey, where's Leia? I want to talk to Leia. Oh, you didn't know? We have to separate the fleet. Yeah, that was because we don't want to have people like. Why did he even have to ask that? What? Why couldn't? I mean, why couldn't she have just been there? There's nothing that crazy going on here. They have to be like, oh, Leia's over there for a reason or whatnot. It's just she's not there, and he has to. She would have intervened and not let him go. Probably. I get, but even then, it's like after the fact, even like, oh, because it's Mon Mothma with the plans and that. It just, it just ended up being weirder. Yeah, but then again, if Leia wanted to go with them, they'd all, they've already done this. Said, no, you're too important already. You can't go, and then she'd be pissed or whatever. But still, she could go with them. Nothing would happen to her. So yeah, she'd be there. He'd hand her the lightsaber. Right. <laughs> He's also like. It's the idea, too, is he next time they go down this poor girl, I want her to be with him all the time. The next deal is he's like, wait a minute, I got to change. You wear my I was trained by Yoda on Dagobah and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. He ends up giving her that and she's like, <laughs> holy crap. It also has a big giant freaking bullseye on it. See that door? Hey, uh, I I was the one who destroyed the dust. He has like all this little swag that he keeps giving away that pretty much is going to get people killed. So there you go. There you go. Hey, hey, hold my wallet. Dude that looks just like me but isn't but could be confused if he gets caught. Like, I don't think I'm holding your wallet. That's your idea. No I way. don't need that. Uh, but that's that. <laughs> and, I mean, the art. The art is always pretty good in these books. That Mon Mothless giraffe back is something that I, I actually get a kick out of. Yeah, we like seeing that nowadays. Yeah, good. most of the faces are, are pretty good, most of the action. But again, you're doing a lot of set pieces that are in random generic sewer. That, that, again, that's another thing of it where we're getting towards the big return of the Jedi. And in the meantime, we have Luke going through sewers. We have Darth Vader on you know pod racers in the middle of a sandstorm. It's starting to not be big. We do have some stuff with Crimson Dawn being set up, and we're going to get back to the Crimson Dawn. Maybe we should get back to that pretty quick, right? And get going with something bigger and then get out of here because I'm really, I'm real excited and interested to see where we go once we hit Return of the Jedi, how they play it. Do we just go after Return of the Jedi? Because then that's when you could start doing stuff that you can play around with a little more. And then yeah, it, it, it ends stuff. up, yeah, and it ends up being a little bit you know more exciting you have a lot of years to play before the prequels stuff like that all that stuff so 
Uh, with all of that, though, why would you give this? Well, I, I think it would have been benefited from being four or five pages longer. Just to tell some of that. A lot of big stuff happened off panel, I guess, which is a big mistake, I think. I mean, it's only 23 pages or something. It could have been easily been 25, 26, 27. Pages. Um, but seven, seven out of 10 for me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a six, five. I was going to go seven, seven, but there's, you know, there's too many things. You're the Succotash seven. Succotash. <laughs> I wish I could uh, say right now that I would be a, uh, kiss my grit six, but I'm not. And I'm not even, I'm a stolen, my, stolen dreams my dreams 6.5. I like that man. But maybe it's the stolen, stolen my dreams seven would be good, but yeah, no, no. This is a, a stolen my it's, dream 6.5. Stolen my dreams. Oh, my goodness, Greta. I know. You're stealing my dreams, too. But with that, I I still like the books. I still want, you know, I'm excited about them. It's not that I'm sitting there like, oh, I'll never read these again. I'm into this and I want to see it go. But at this point, there's definitely a lull in the action. We got to pick mm-hmm. these things up. We got to pick things up, get them more exciting. Because, again, we're playing in a world right now and, and a bunch of stories. We we know Luke can't have anything happen to him, so don't set up the story as if we're like, oh my God, what's going to happen to Luke down there? No, you got to work that magic in a way that you can still tell gripping stories, which, again, I think that Charles tried to do it with this family. I didn't think the family was ever, because first off, we know that we find out about the same, but I never felt like this family was developed enough for me to really think that anything was, it's just weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could have had one of them die here. That would have been something, or get injured at least. I mean, Nothing actually, I thought him. that I thought Melton was going to die. That the father. There's no yeah. reason why he, he can't, and so yeah. that would end or get up captured like, oh, or something. Those I don't know. damn, you know, those damn jerks. And maybe somebody's like, well, he can't because he is actually this. But even so, the kids, something, whatever. I was waiting because the way these play out, I was waiting for one of the kids to be named, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, that's you know this guy or that's that. And even so, it might be, but I, again, it's not anything that popped in my mind. So I'm looking at Luke doing the cray, like he's like doing Spider Man look, like he said. Yeah, he's he got a actually, Spider Sense, he and he's jumping like around. Spider Man jumping around, yeah. like him with the hand on the wall and everything. That you could actually just put Spider Man's face on that, and you'd be like, "Where's Spider Man dressed up as an Imperial?" Put him in a Spider Man costume. Yeah, that is weird. It, the way he's got his hand on there, <laughs> and that's very odd. Well, there you go. Uh, this is the beginning of in canon. Spider-Man has the Force. That's what really does it. He didn't get bit by a spider. That was his crazy story. Did you get a look at the uh, next issue? What? Uh, yeah, so just got a domino mask deal. on. Yeah, yeah, we have a crasy deal. Chewbacca's there. Look kind of masquerade Lando, party. Lando's doing crazy stuff. So okay, we'll see how that how that plays off. So with that though, Mon Mothma's <laughs> laughing. She's like, "We can do this. We'll get to work." But that's that. Six, five, and a seven. All right. Let's see next. And whatever comes up next, we'll be doing. So, everybody, go over to the Twitters at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. And then go to our Patreon to help us out. Patreon.com slash Weird Science. And that'll be it. So, thank you for joining me, Matt. Thanks, everybody, Problem. for listening. We'll be back next week. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. <laughs> Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.